This is episode two. We'll be talking about conservation easements. Okay, so conservation easements. Uh, it, this topic comes up rarely because most people don't really understand that there's an opportunity on certain properties to uh, record a conservation easement, which might give you some tax benefits uh, on your property. Uh, a lot of properties, there's, you know, in, in years past, there were things like the Williamson Act. Uh, there are things like timber preserve that can be done on properties that preserve uh, the use of the land is mostly timber property where you maybe have a little off-grid cabin that you could build up to 600 square feet that works in conjunction with a timber harvest plan. Uh, those are some of the different types of uh, conservation easements that some people are aware of. What a lot of folks aren't aware of is there are opportunities um, to put a conservation easement on special properties. Uh, and I'm just going to mention a few that I've been involved in in the past to kind of give you an idea of, of how you can do something really good for, you know, uh, the earth, if you want to call it, or for humanity to pr preserve, uh, you know, properties in their, in their uh, mostly in their entirety, other than maybe a small portion of the land that you need to develop for yourself. And pu by putting a conservation easement on that property and not using it to its full benefit as a residential property or uh, to timber all of the trees off of it or to extract the gold from it. There are so many different ways that you can preserve a, a property and actually take tax benefits uh, by not changing the landscape. So let me talk about one of them that I've been involved in in the past. I was on the Central Coast uh, down in Cambria, and I had a gentleman come in and buy a big ranch from me uh, that wanted to do something really spectacular on there. He wanted to run it as a cattle ranch and at the same time uh, preserve the, the majority of the land. The property was zoned for five-acre minimums, and he chose to um, do a conservation easement on that. So basically what he had to do is get uh, a special appraiser involved, uh, more than an MIA appraiser, but an appraiser that could do future values based on economic conditions like, you know, where they believe the economy would be three years later when the subdivision would be done if he were to develop it into five-acre minimums. And what happened is by having this appraiser appraise what the value would be on that large ranch um, that he paid $2.35 million for, he, he was able to actually come up with a valuation of $15 million that the property would have been worth had he chosen to break it into five-acre minimums. And so he was able to take a tax write-off against ordinary income for the next five years, and he was able to not have to pay taxes for the next five years on his $3 million a year income. So that's a very powerful thing to do. And so what he was able to do is preserve 10 acres in the middle of the property that he could build his nice 10,000-square-foot home on and actually... Uh, be able to enjoy the solitude of the land around him and just run it as a cattle ranch. So there's sometimes it's not what you do to a piece of property that adds value. It's what you don't do that you can extract value from without actually having to change the landscape. So I just encourage all of you who want to leave a smaller footprint on the earth, you know, and maybe uh, do the right thing and not chop down all the forests uh, and extract the gold from a property. We'll talk about that one as well. This would be a great opportunity for you to explore conservation easements of some sort. 
Um, there are a lot of different grants out there that you can get to not overdevelop a piece of property. And American Land Conservancy, a lot of the river associations, you know, like the Bear River Land Trust here in Grass Valley, Nevada City, where we're at. These are wonderful programs that raise capital from entrepreneurs and local folks that really want to preserve the history, preserve the, the beauty, the scenery uh, of, of our beautiful rivers and lakes. And so there are grants that are available and or uh, conservation easements that could be had to, to allow that to happen. Uh, let me talk about another one that I've been involved in. Um, I, I buy a lot of mining properties that are mineral-rich properties um, that are known uh, assayed gold mine properties that maybe haven't been fully uh, overdeveloped uh, over the years, and or maybe they were just filed, patented, and, and actually patented means you own the land and you own the mineral rights. So a patented mining claim is what I'm talking about. If you were to buy a patented mining claim and chose not to extract the gold or the silver or the minerals from that soil, but you had that those minerals um, assayed, in other words, they, they core drill and they, they, they test the soil, the gravels, to determine the richness of the gravels, the depth of the gravels, and the gold content uh, in the ore. And then what, what you can actually do is once you can prove that you have a certain amount of uh, gold in that in that mineral-rich gravel uh, in these placer claims or quartz claims, you can actually take a uh, put a conservation easement across that land, saying I'll never extract the gold from this property, and again take a tax write-off against income. And again, these are just things that uh, you could explore if you happen to have one of those properties. I encourage you to do that because it's my goal to make sure that we've none of us over, uh, you know, pull, pulled out too much of the resources from the earth. And, and um, I, I really encourage you guys to, to keep the smallest footprint we can on this earth and do what's right uh, and, and then preserve it for your children and for future generations. Anyway, that there you go. That's the end of my podcast.